Please be seated. Almighty God, we are pleased to have arrived here at this annual festival of remembering the incarnation of your Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And now in these next few moments, as we consider once again this good news, we ask that you would birth new life, new joy, new hope and peace and love in us and through us. For the sake of your name, amen. Well, one of our children here at Christ the Redeemer recently shared with me uh, about a family in her neighborhood who deliberately does not celebrate Christmas, but this family still puts up a tree, they hang lights, they give gifts on the morning of the 25th, and as it was explained to her, these neighbors celebrate the winter solstice, and for good measure, they also celebrate the summer solstice in June. Now, perhaps you've heard it said that Jesus wasn't actually born in the winter on December 25th, and that Christmas is just a dressed-up pagan holiday that the church invented once enough of the Roman Empire had been sufficiently converted. Now, the actual date of Jesus' birth is debatable, with more recent scholarship suggesting that there is actually a plausible chance that he was born in the winter and not the spring as it's been previously assumed but that is all beside the point. As for myself, I find it both beautiful and encouraging that the church, in her wisdom and under the care of the Holy Spirit, has marked for celebration the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on or around the winter solstice. There's divine poetry at play that in the darkest hour of the longest night of the year, the light of heaven came down. As Isaiah foretold it, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. In the cold of winter, the radiance of God the Father warmed the earth with the birth of God the Son. In the hunger of the frozen earth, the bread of heaven descended, presenting himself to the world in humility and in meekness and in the obscurity of a feeding trough hidden among the barn animals. But there were some who were privileged to see the grace of God appear that night. They were a group of shepherds, men who were perpetually in an unclean state due to their contact with dead animals. And so they were unwelcome in the temple to worship God, to be near his presence. It was to these shepherds that an angel appeared with glad tidings of great joy. These men who, by virtue of their vocation, raising the sacrificial lambs, were unable to approach God's presence in the temple, to these the grace of God appeared, inviting them to come near to his presence in the new temple, not composed of wood and stone 
and gold, but of skin and bones and blood. Since our transgression in the Garden of Eden, the world had been on a long, dark procession toward death. But on this night, on this night, our downward trajectory was interrupted by the downward descent of our Maker, who through his own procession toward death would become our Redeemer. And not ours only, but the Redeemer of all creation. Given the context for that first Christmas, we should not be dismayed that the normal sentimentality of a mid-1990s Christmas movie is very far from the reality that many of us face today. Christmas is on the darkest day of the year for a reason. And if you find yourself in darkened circumstances, darkened by the bitterness of death, or the pain of broken relationships, or the fear of financial provision, or the sadness of a decaying and confused culture, then you are not very far from the experience of those shepherds so long ago. If you feel unclean, whether because of your own sin or perhaps because of someone's sin against you, you are not very far from those shepherds on the hills outside of Bethlehem two millennia ago. And the same grace that appeared to them on that night, the same favor and goodwill of God toward them, it is with us today. For the scriptures do not say, unto them a child was born, unto them a son was given, but rather unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Though he was born in a moment of time, he was born for all of those across all time. And though he was born in a hidden corner of the world, he was born for all of the world. Though he was born a son of Israel to redeem the sons and daughters of Israel, he was also born a son of Adam to redeem the sons and daughters of Adam. So if you were hoping for a sentimental Christmas, first of all, my condolences, or if you find yourself longing for one, then God has provided something better for you. The glory of his mercy and grace shines brightest in the darkest of hours. And joy springs forth amidst the sorrow of bitter loss and pain, the pain of unfulfilled desires. See, the blessing of Christmas in times like ours is that we are more and more aware, acutely aware of our need for redemption. And this holy night declares every year and this year that God knows our need and that he has moved heaven and earth or rather, from heaven to earth to meet our needs. So in faith, let us trust in him, our maker and our redeemer. And with gratitude, let us worship him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.